Random Inks Productions presents the Credible Nerds Podcast. We talk about anything and everything in the nerd cosmos, from Star Wars to Star Trek, DC to Marvel, the Cosmere to Middle Earth, Harry Potter to Harry Dresden, and so much more. So sit back, relax, and buckle up, baby. This week with San Diego Comic-Con, a lot of new trailers were released and shown at the convention. We'll be talking about our favorites, Aquaman, Shazam, Star Wars, The Clone Wars, Godzilla, and more. Welcome everyone to the Credible Nerds Podcast. Today we'll be talking about all the latest trailers that dropped at San Diego Comic-Con. Even though we weren't able to attend this year, we did spend some time following the news and watching the latest trailers and kind of see what's going on over there in San Diego. So a lot of good stuff coming out this year uh, at that convention. So we wanted to dedicate an episode to talking about the trailers as they are the most uh, meat that comes out there, you know, something we're able to watch and consume immediately and kind of have a reaction to so we'll be talking about some of those trailers Uh, as always my name is justin and i have my co-host with me mark hey guys how's it going and we apologize it's been a a little while a couple weeks since we produced our last episode and put it out there but we have been wanting to to get back on the mic and get back in the flow and so this is our first uh, episode to be able to do that again in about a month i would say so uh, life gets busy and things come up and it's summertime so a lot of stuff going on in the summer so I'm sure you guys understand but here we are again once again to get this going. Um, so some of the trailers that came out at San Diego Comic Con over the last couple of days um, there was today is um, July 21st 2018 which is a Saturday and that happened to be DC slash Warner Brothers Day apparently at San Diego Comic-Con because we got a lot of uh, Warner Brothers trailers today. Uh, we got Aquaman. We got Shazam. We got the new Godzilla trailer, King of the Monsters, I believe is what it's called. Uh, there was the Fantastic Beasts 2 Crimes of Grindelwald trailer that was also released, and, and those are all WD, WB films. So a lot of stuff coming out from them. A couple days ago, we got the new trailer for glass which is the follow-up to split which came out a couple years ago and then also a follow-up to unbreakable which came out probably 10 years ago so that'll be the third film in that series and we'll be talking a little bit about that as well and then also some big news that was announced on thursday i believe was that a new episode of the clone wars uh, will be coming out not a new episode sorry a new season of the Clone Wars will be coming out soon, probably next year sometime. But they're hopefully going to wrap up that series with one more season of 12 episodes. So we'll be talking a little bit about that. They didn't release too much info on that, uh, just a teaser trailer. So we'll get to that as well. So Mark, um, we recently just barely watched the Glass trailer. 
and we talked a little bit about that offline before we started the show and kind of what's your impression of glass from what the from the trailer that you saw what's what stood out to you and kind of what are you looking forward to and kind of what's your overall overall impression of that trailer that we just watched well so i when split came out i didn't watch it originally I, I was just like, ah, you know, it looks okay. Then I finally watched it, and I realized that it was tied to Unbreakable at the very end, right? Yeah. And I was like, that is amazing. And so I was really excited for it. I had a lot of high expectations. And from what I saw, um, it's reached. Like, I, I think it's going to reach those expectations. It looks really, really neat. I mean, you watch the trailer, immediately it starts off with some psych- psychologist It's going to figure it out, you know, figure out the hero complex or whatever it is. And it shows Mr. Glass, <clears throat> who was it, uh, Bruce Willis's character, what's his name? I can't remember offhand. And, uh, yeah, and then it shows, you know, James McAvoy's character. The sitting, Beast. All, yeah, all sitting there. And uh, that that just got like immediately I was like, Oh yeah, this is going to be amazing. Right. Yeah. And you know, for those that don't know, so Mr. Glass, he, he basically is what he sounds like. He just breaks. Uh, it's easy to break glass. That's what he is. Uh, they said he had like what 92 breaks or 94 breaks in his lifetime. I mean, he just, you know, you can push him and he half his body's going to break, but he's really, really smart. Mm-hmm. And then, um, James McAvoy, he has multiple personalities, and the Beast personality is just this, like, it transforms his body into something, and he's just so strong and powerful. And then Bruce Willis's character is just strong, right? His weakness is the rain, I think. Is that right? Or water? Water, yeah. Yeah. So, um, just some quick background there, but uh, it it looks really neat. Uh, it, from what I see, it kind of looks like we're going to see something where Mr. Glass and James McAvoy's character are going to join together. I like that they brought back that girl that survived from Split, the only one that survived. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like – like it looks like she's pretty much immune from the Beast, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Beast d- decided not to hurt her in the last one, saying that he had seen that she was already – been injured or survived or something to that nature i can't remember and left her alone but she's in it again which seems neat and uh you know as you and i were talking about it we talked well we're hoping that they'll introduce more superheroes and i think we'll see another superhero come yeah because i think back if you think back to unbreakable the reason like one of the biggest premises uh of that film was that there was opposites you had mr glass who was breakable he'd break he'd fall down and break his leg or something right and then you had bruce willis's character david dunn who he couldn't be broken right he'd get in a train wreck he'd get in an accident and he'd be just fine so they were kind of the opposites the yin and the yang and then you have in split you just have the one guy uh his name's kendall crumb aka the beast and i think he had a bunch of other personalities too but, mm-hmm. you know, what's who's his opposite? What would that look like, right? So I think they'll introduce at least one more character to kind of balance uh, Crumb out, the Beast out, and maybe even more characters outside of those as well. So I think it has a lot of potential, and 
honestly, I think it's setting up a whole new universe, that one that we're not privy to, you know, that's kind of, after this movie, I think we'll see more films in this universe, which I think is a great idea, because they're not your typical superheroes, right? They're they're new, they're your average person, kind of uh, just your average guy living his life, and he finds out he has an ability, and he he can do things. He can help people or he can hurt people, you know, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I like too, that it's, it's more, I, I, I hate to use the re- word realistic, but there's no other word, right? It's more, a little bit more realistic. It's not like a Superman hero, right? Mm-hmm. It's a, uh, it's a normal guy who just happens to be super strong or, you know, whatever it is, or be super smart. And, you know, it's like an extraordinary person. You know, it's not just this super superhero that can lift trains and, you know, jump across the world or whatever. And I think that I like that, you know, because, you know, it's, it's a little bit more, you know, connecting. Yeah, you know? more relatable. Yeah. So, I don't know. It looks really <laughs> neat, though. I, I was really excited for it. And um, so, well. We'll see what happens. I big expectations comes out in January is what it said. Yeah, yeah. So, we'll have to do an unbreakable review and a split review in anticipation of that film. I'm excited. Yeah, for it. and for those who have seen Split, you may not have seen Unbreakable. Unbreakable came out how long ago? Uh, Early 2000s. Yeah, it was. I rewatched some of it recently, and I was like, wow, this movie's old. You can just tell with the production value. Plus, it was a really low budget film. It was one of M. Night Shyamalan's first I think it was his second film after you know the first one was um, the dead people one what's that it's all the sixth sense and then oh was that his first one I believe so and then Unbreakable was his second so it's kind of got that low budget feel and it's been at least 10 years if not 15 yeah it it came out November of 2000 is what it said so 18 years yeah, it's old, so I'm sure it feels dated, right? You know, you can just yeah. watch it and it feels dated. Yeah. And so, and I remember it being kind of slow, right? Not, yeah, not, it's slow, yeah. And But it's good show, and, you know, I think you need to go back and watch it if you really like Split, and then watch Mr. Glass. I, I don't think you can watch Mr. Glass and skip Unbreakable. Yeah, yeah it sets it up why uh, Glass is in prison and who Bruce Willis's character is, you know, sets all that up. So definitely you'll need to see it. And it is slow. I mean, it's one of those movies that builds tension over time and it slowly builds, slowly builds. And then you got this finale. So it's worth it though. Yeah, no, it'll, it'll be good. Highly suggest this film. Um, I'm excited for it for sure. Yeah, it'll be good. All right. So check out glass, check out the trailer. It's online now on YouTube. Um, as well as other fan sites. Uh, we also watched Aquaman. It's a, the trailer came out today, and the film comes out in December. So they were kind of... I know on Twitter and online and stuff, they were they kept bugging the, the director, James Wan, hey, when, when are we going to see a trailer? You know, the film's coming out soon. And then he would respond, oh, don't worry, we're working on it. You know, there's a lot of digital effects that we got to work through because everything's underwater, you know. But he, he delivered here, and I'm with this trailer today. And my impression of this trailer is it's an origin story, or at least it's got elements of an or- origin story. We see 
how Aquaman came to be. We see his parents, how he was kind of living in the human world, and but yet he was also a part of, you know, Atlantis and things like that. So um, I, I'm sure it'll follow kind of Man of Steel or Batman Begins where you have this origin story where you have these flashbacks to when the main character was a kid and learning about his powers, you know, that sort of thing. That seems to be the flow that DC uses, and I think it works great. Um, That way you can have a story, but you're still kind of learning things about him along the way too. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I was curious because, you know, Aquaman's always been kind of the, the joke of the Justice League, right? Back when we were kids watching the cartoon, he had the funny outfit, the the orange and green outfit and he'd swim on a seahorse, you know, kind of, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but here, especially with Jason Momoa playing Arthur Curry, Aquaman, you know, he's a badass and you can't make fun of him <laughs> into his face or anywhere else. Cause he's just, he just exudes, you know, confidence, power, you know, he's just, he's a great fit for Aquaman. Mm hmm. Yeah, no, he, uh, I think it was, a, like you said, great pick for the Aquaman. Uh, looks like we get to see a bit more of Mira in this one. Yeah. Um, which, w- which will be neat. And whatever they have, you know, looks like they're going to kick off some type of relationship, which you should, would have, you know, seemed pretty obvious, but that'll be neat. Uh, looks like uh, we'll, we'll find out kind of a bit about the struggle, the power struggle in Glanis, though. Yeah. Right. It looks like it's his half brother is became king. Orm. Or yeah, and there that at some point um, he is going to challenge him to be king, you know, for the for the kingship. Yep. And uh, that that will be interesting. Kind of look neat, right? Like they had that little under underwater battle going on. Yeah. And awesome. uh, yeah, like and it was like you know, all these sharks and sea creatures and, and things like that that scare the crap out of me. So <laughs> it'll be cool. Like the the ocean, the deep ocean really scares me, yeah. right? When I think about like, uh, I, I have like a, only a couple of stories about the deep ocean. And one of them was with Justin. We were out <laughs> in, uh, we were out in California for a, a vacation years and years ago. It was probably 10 years ago. And we're out there and all of a sudden Justin's like, hey, look, there's a fin in the water over there. And immediately I start swimming to like the rocks, right? And yeah. I'm like, I don't care how bad I get cut up. I'm not going to get eaten. But that just shows how scared I am, right, of, of the water, yeah. of that deep water. And well, so you never I, know what's down there, right? You, you kind of see a little bit, a couple feet down, but you don't know what's really down there. <laughs> yeah. And so when I see that, when I see all that going on, I'm like, oh, that's kind of freaky to me, but that's cool. So I, I'm excited for it. As a fan, I'm excited for it because it looks amazing. I think that they have some good actors uh, lined up for it. Um, that I, I think it'll be nice to have an origin story for Aquaman because I think kind of same thing. He's one of those characters where there's not a lot of origin story. Like you, you don't get to see that a lot. I mean, everyone knows Batman and Superman, yeah. but you know, we've seen Wonder Woman, which was great. Uh, you know, we're going to see Aquaman, which was great. I don't know if they'll really go into Flash, but kind of same thing. I think Flash's story has been told so many times, it doesn't really need to be told again. Yeah. Yeah, I think with Flash being on TV for the last, what, five years or so, people mm-hmm. kind of, the general audience and especially the nerds, I mean, we already knew his origin story, but 
it's it's out there. So I think if they 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 are doing a flash movie at least at this point, um, it's going to be maybe they'll do a flashback here and there, but for the most part, it should be a story that moves the the universe forward and not backwards. So, but yeah, um, Aquaman. It looks like there's a lot of politics, uh, struggle for the kingdom type thing. Uh, we saw a couple glimpses of Black Manta. Um, he looks amazing. Uh, so that's and it was interesting. Part of the battle or part of the action was taking place in a desert. So I was like, hmm, I wonder what that's about. How that's going to fit into the overall story. It's not just going to be underwater battles, but it'll be some some stuff going above the surface as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but yeah, it looks it looks great. Um, we'll see. We got Nicole Kidman as the queen in that, and she she is Aquaman's father. Or Aquaman's um. mother, <laughs> and uh, she's the queen of Atlantis. And then Tamura Morrison plays Thomas Curry, who's like a lighthouse keeper guy, a human. And they kind of meet, and they have a baby, Arthur Curry. So that's their how uh, Arthur Curry is like half human, half Atlantean. It's because of that. So that's something that they've shown in the trailer, and we'll see how that worked but i'm excited for it he is the firstborn though right arthur curry was the firstborn i would think so the way they've set it up in justice league and now this in the trailer it kind of seems like you know he was the firstborn but he wasn't around and so that's why orm rose and took the throne and rose to power Mm -hmm. so and it seems like his half-blood thing is going to be the big catalyst there right yeah um because i'm sure the orm is full, full-blooded lanian and it makes you wonder what what that means uh, you know is does are you gonna see like a deficit between you know um aquaman and and his half brother you know is, is he gonna be less strong less quick you yeah. know or, or not you know maybe maybe he has all the benefits of of both races yeah. you know because and i've mentioned this before like as advanced as you know the Amazonians were, and the uh, you know Aquaman's people, Atlanteans, Atlanteans, yeah. Atlanteans, Atlanteans. <laughs> uh, were, they're no longer the most advanced race on Earth, right? I mean, I I think it would be safe to say that humans are more advanced. Maybe physically they they lack, but not in, as far as technology and advancement. And so I think I wonder if he gets all their benefits, but not all their with you know their drawbacks. Yeah. I know they alluded to it in the trailer where Amira was telling Aquaman, you know, hey, you've seen your half-blood as a deficit all these years, but it's really a benefit. You need to start viewing it that way and using it that way, is to paraphrase what she said. So I think, yeah, that's definitely going to come into play, and it'd be interesting to see how that plays out, how that pans out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely another great show to look forward to. This is is another one of the movies i've been wanting to see and um i'm a big dc fan anyway uh, i like it better than marvel sorry but i do <laughs> so i'm uh, i'm excited for it yeah it'll be good yeah, i'm also curious to see how this one kind of moves the the dc universe forward and because the next film we're t- going to talk about shazam is also a dc film and that takes place on, on land obviously but um We'll get into that in a minute, but it seems like it's 
in addition to the stories we've already seen, you know, Shazam's story is also going on at the same time. So they kind of correlate a little bit. There's some crossover there. So I'm wondering how this Aquaman film, will that have the same flavor? You know, will they reference Batman? Will they reference Superman, Wonder Woman, that type of thing? We see some crossover that way. We didn't see anything in the trailer, anything obvious anyway. So I'd be interested to see how it fits into the DC universe going forward. So looking forward to that as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, And I hope there's some crossover there uh, because it just makes sense. You know, it's not like things of this nature can occur in the world and and the other superheroes don't care. Yeah. I think that I, I've always thought that was silly. I've talked about it before, but um, so I I think there'd be crossovers because that's DC's done pretty good about that crossing yeah. over the films. Yeah, so. even in Man of Steel, when you didn't physically see, you know, Batman or any of those guys, you saw Wayne Industries, right? Some of the buildings, a satellite that was destroyed was Wayne, you know, Bruce Wayne's. And then you saw Lex Luthor's buildings and trucks getting destroyed, you know. So there was some. Some fill in there, some crossover, mm-hmm. and it's just gotten better going forward. But uh, Shazam also—it was a teaser trailer, and I don't really understand the difference between a, a trailer and a, a full trailer and a teaser trailer. Sometimes the teaser trailer is like thirty minute, thirty seconds, or a minute, so I get that. But the Shazam teaser trailer was was like two minutes long, so it seemed like it was a full-on trailer. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, like we mentioned earlier, it does take in place, you know, during the events of what we've already seen, the films we've already seen. Um, One of the characters, so there's Billy Batson, who is a young kid, a foster kid. He he gets in a foster home, and one of the foster brothers there is like a big superhero nerd. We see him with his Aquaman t-shirt on. He's got, you know, newspaper clippings on the wall, and Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, you know, he's into it. And mm-hmm. in, in his drawer, he pulls out, he has these newspapers of, talks about Superman and talks about, you know, Batman. And so he's, he's full on into it. And we see that there is, you know, this lived in universe, lived in world of our heroes that we've already seen. And so that kind of, it adds, just adds more weight to the film without even really filming anything extra besides some newspapers, right? Adds that extra setting, this history that we already know about, which is great. Um... But Shazam, not a lot of people know about him. I remember seeing a cartoon when I was a kid, but I don't really remember much about it. And this f- trailer is definitely, you know, the biggest knock on DC has always been, oh, it's too dark, it's not funny, I can't relate to Superman, he's so moody, and blah, blah, blah. And um, Shazam is not that character. You know, he's, he's goofy. He kind of reminds me of a Green Lantern, where... You know, he's always joking around and having fun. and So I kind of get that feel for for this film. Uh, what was your first impressions with, with Shazam and the trailer that you saw? Uh, you know, it, it of the ones that we watched from Comic-Con, this is probably my least favorite. But that doesn't mean it's crappy, right? It's right. still good. But it's kind of my least favorite just because I I don't know a ton about Shazam. Right. Um, In general, I know that he was changed way back in the day, used to be Captain Marvel. Right. And um, got changed, you know, as time went on. But I just don't know a lot about him. So it's tough for me to to get into it because I don't know. But it it looked good. I think that 
we're going to see kind of a change a lot. One of the biggest, I know, complaints against the DC films is kind of how dark it's been, you know, with Batman and, you know, the fight with Batman and Superman. It's just kind of, you know, you're seeing these darker sides of some of these heroes. And I think this is like kind of the, one of the shows you're going to see it lighten up in. And I think that's a good thing and a bad thing. I think it's a good thing because you're going to apply, you know, appeal to an audience that, you know, is used to the Marvel films, right? Happy go lucky. And even when the world's going to die, we're going to bust a joke. And, uh, and I think you'll see more of that in this film, but I don't want it to be the new norm for DC. So it, it, it was a little concerning that way when I watched it, but I mean, overall, I think it's good. I think we're expanding the universe and going to start talking about some cool superheroes and, um, you know, see how they tie in. I think it'll be fun, too, because when Shazam becomes Shazam, right, when he goes from a little boy, he, he inherits all the powers and and everything from Shazam. But he's still technically a little kid. So I'm, I'm interested to see how they play with that, right? Like it's like this adult guy with all this power in a 11-year-old, you know, with 11 or 12-year-old intellect. Yeah. And I think that's the, the angle they definitely showed us in the trailer. You know, he's like, is, this is definitely an origin story for Shazam. And I think that's good, a good move for him, for this character, because, you know, we both admitted we're aware of him, but we don't really know much about him. And if we're like full-on super nerds, how much is the general public going to know about him, right? So mm-hmm. I think it's, it's good that they do an origin story with this guy, with this character. Um, and we see how he gets his powers. We see, you know, there was a little training montage in the, in the trailer that I'm sure we'll see in the film. A little more expanded version where he's learning about his powers. And he's like, oh, cool, I'm bulletproof. Oh, you guys are in trouble now. And he, you know, goes after the criminals. And a lot of humor, which I think is good. I don't think every movie should be world-ending events and doom and gloom. And, you know, I, I definitely appreciate those. But there's got to be those lighthearted moments as well. And I think this is one of those things that they, they're they trying to do, you know, put that tone in there in this film. But like you, I don't want to see this be the new norm. If we get, if all the movies going forward are like this, I'm... I mean, I'll still watch them, but I'll be disappointed that mm-hmm. they dropped that. So, but I think it's a good, it's a good film for, you know, you got to take a break from Superman and Batman and you know, their sequels are in the works. So they'll come out eventually in a couple, year or two. So it's good to have this to kind of keep us entertained and move the universe forward. Like we've talked about. So, um, Zachary Levi plays Shazam, the grown up version of uh, Billy Batson, uh, Asher Angel. He's a younger kid. I guess he was on the Disney TV shows. Uh, he plays Billy Batson, and um, a couple characters. Like like we said, we don't know much about this this uh, character and his story. But Doctor Thaddeus Savannah. I, I think he's the bad guy. He's yeah, by, he's he's played by Mark Strong, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh. That's awesome. I like that guy. He is a great actor. What is he playing? What else did he play in? What did he play in? What did he play in? Kingsman. <laughs> uh, he played in. Um, uh, he plays in Stardust. Oh, okay. Uh, he plays in Sherlock Holmes. Okay. Remember, he played uh, the guy that the Lord that was supposed to die, and then he came back. Remember. Mm-hmm. Um, Tinker Taylor, Soldier Spy. 
Okay. Was in. Um, yeah, Kingsman, you said that. Um, Zero Dark Thirty, you've seen that. He plays that. Okay. So he plays in quite a few movies. Um, he's always just kind of played this different guy. He's an English actor, but I like him. I Just in the, all the movies he's played in, I've really liked his character, and I think he's he plays a good, bad character, right? It's kind of like... Uh, um, in X Men, what was that guy? Uh, Leave Leave Schriever, yeah, Schriever or whatever. Uh, he gave a uh, he gave an interview one time and he said, "Yeah, I, I, they always have me play bad guys, and I just think it's because of my my facial structure, you know. Like uh, he's got those real big high cheeks and just looks like he'd be a bad guy." <laughs> and Mark Strong is the same way. He just the way he talks and his attitude, he just feels like he's gonna always be a bad guy, and he does. He always plays a bad guy, and he it's amazing. I love it. <laughs> yeah they need a good actor for villains that's always been DC, one of DC's strengths is their villains and how good they, they are uh, so the wizard that grants uh, Billy Batson his powers plays by Jimon Honsu I, I never know how to pronounce his name oh yeah but uh, it's interesting he's in so he was in Guardians of the Galaxy right he was the guy that tracked uh, oh. Star-Lord to the the sphere in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And so he was in that, and he's also in Captain Marvel. So he's in Captain Marvel, the the Marvel movie coming out next year, and in Shazam, which used to be called Captain Marvel. So I thought that was interesting, but... Yeah, I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah, he's a... I, I like him as an actor, too. Um... I mostly know, but first time I ever saw him was from Gladiator ages ago. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he's been in quite a few movies. Yeah, a ton of movies since then. So that's that's cool that uh, he'll. Oh, he plays Korath. That's his name. Yeah, that's right. In Guardians. and so now that that is pretty pretty cool. He you know he gets to play in DC and Marvel movies. Like that's awesome. All right, so yeah, Shazam looks good. I'm looking forward to that one just as much as I am Aquaman. This comes out in, there's been some talk about, it's coming out in April, but there's been talk about moving it to late March. So I guess we'll see what happens there. But for now, it's scheduled for April 5th of 2019. And so then the next uh, trailer we watched was... Fantastic Beasts. Yes. The Crimes of Grindelwald. Do you want to talk about this one? This was more your thing. Um, go see it. Doesn't <laughs> matter. Doesn't matter how good it is. Just go see it. Um, look, <laughs> what one of my favorite, and I was talking to Justin about this. One of my favorite aspects about this is that the magical world of Harry Potter is like the magicness and the niceness of it is almost stripped away and we get to really see some cool spell casting with adults not little children who cast the same spell 50,000 times and somehow it continues to work <laughs> and uh you know we actually get to see some cool stuff uh and we don't know what we're gonna see because there's no books right yeah we don't get a you know i think that was a lot of disappointment for me is that i was a big really big into the books and then when you watch the movie there's always a gap between what's in the movie and what's in the book and so i think you this will take away any expectation or disappointment that could happen which i think is a benefit because uh, we know the world 
we we know generally what it's about, but you know there's so much still to be surprised about, and I think that's great. Uh, what we see in this one is it looks like that Grindelwald is going to escape at some point, and Dumbledore uh, sends um, what's his name? Scamander. And, yeah, Newt Scamander to go to go fight him or stop him or or you know just kind of thwart him whatever he's going to do. And he says in the film, you know, I can't do it. And we know a little bit about the backstory how um Dumbledore just, you know, steered steered clear of Grindelwald cuz they kind of had the same ambitions at first until his sister got hurt. Uh you know, they were you know kind of on board together and then as soon as his sister got hurt, he he kind of stepped away. And you get a little bit from the Harry Potter movies that Finally, he eventually stepped in like he felt it got to a point he had to step in. But we're not there yet. There's still bad things. And we get to see the Lestrange lady, right? The one that Newt's commander had the picture of. Lita Lestrange. Yeah. Uh, she's she's going to be in it. Uh, I assume she dies in this one or the next one. Yeah, eventually. Uh, because we never see or hear or anything from her again. But uh, that will be an interesting um, dynamic. And we get to see Skowalski come back. I think he was like the breakout character of the yeah, last one. Yeah. It was amazing. That guy like watching this uh, muggle, uh, you know, interact with these uh, wizards and like his amount of, you know, childish awe in all of it. And just, uh, you know, it brought up a pretty fun aspect of the whole movie. So I, I think we just get more of the same thing. But it's going to start going a little bit more warish, you know. Think about, you know, Harry Potter 6 and 7 when, you know, the war starts coming and going. I think we're going to have that kind of mood, but we're not going to be dealing with little kids anymore. We're going to be dealing with adults. Um, I'm Truly a sight excites me. Uh, looks like we get to see um, – uh, what's his name? Credence, right? Yeah. A Credence in there again. Yeah. And, yeah, that's. I don't want to say surprising, but it's it's interesting, I guess, because you know, at the end of the last one, he basically blew up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Disintegrated, that, but yet you, you saw again. like a little wisp. Yeah, yeah. They hinted that he was coming back, but to see it actually happen, I was like, hmm, how do they pull? How are they going to pull that off? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. Um, I, I'm just really excited all around to see the whole movie the whole thing this is was my favorite trailer out of out of the whole batch uh by far um it i'm just excited for it. i don't know how else to explain it uh, no. it looks really good i want to see it and i wish there was a book that would come out at some point so i could <laughs> read it up again. yeah yeah hopefully they release you know well that means jk rowling would have to write books again I don't know if we want that to happen, but it is in the Harry Potter universe, so they could be good. So, yeah, I'd be interested in reading if they came out with the the novels, the, which is weird because they usually come out with novels about the movies, right? After mm-hmm. the movie comes out or the same time the movie comes out, there's usually a, a novel about the motion picture, regardless of the franchise. And I don't think we got that with the last Fantastic Beast, right? Yeah, no, not at all. Um, I, I mean, they had come out with the Fantastic Beast book, but it, it wasn't anything like this. It had nothing to do with the book. It was just about Fantastic Beasts. Uh, so it was like a reference book or something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, it, um, 
but yeah, we haven't seen anything about this and we don't really know where it's going. So there's been a couple different reports that there's three movies. J.K. Rowling talked back in 2016 that there's going to be five movies. So I'm not really sure where it's going to land. But what I do know and what seems to be pretty um, pretty agreed upon across the board is that the last movie, whenever it occurs, will end with the fight between Grindelwald and Dumbledore. Okay. Yeah, that's got to happen. We got to see that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it, it, they talk about it as the duel of the century. Right. <laughs> yeah. They said it was a and, big deal in the the first Harry Potter book. So yeah. Yeah, and they, and they just talked about it. So it'll be interesting, you know, to see and and you get to see the Death Stick. Right. He he's got the most powerful wand. He has one of the three. Um, what are those called? The. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I don't know the name of it though, but I know. Yeah. There was so the triangle, the Death Stick, and then the cloak. The cloak. Yeah. Yeah, and so uh, and he has the death stick. Uh, we saw him; he stole it from Greg- Gregorovich or something like that, the wand maker. And uh, so, you know, it it'll be interesting uh, how to to see how he gets away, to see what he does, because it looks like he's rallying support. You know, when you watched it, it looks like he's going around in the open. He's not hiding anymore, and he's yeah. saying, "Look." We've got to do this. We got to get real. Uh, there's a part in that trailer where there's these three freaking awesome looking cats that look like they're gonna kill every person in ten miles. But yeah. um, I, I would want to see those in person. I, I would die <laughs> to see that. I mean, that's how awesome it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a lot of great stuff in this trailer. I think definitely expands the the story, the universe, the overall feel that we got in the first one. Moves the story forward. It's not just a rehash or you know. A, the same thing over and over again so definitely looking forward to this one I, I like Eddie Redmayne as an actor and he does so well with Newt Scamander that I'm looking forward to his performance as well as like you mentioned Kowalski played by Dan Fogler <laughs> he's he, he's I've seen other movies of him and he's he's just a funny guy he's he's kind of like um what's his name from the 90s Tommy Boy and Oh, uh, Farley? Uh, yeah, Chris Farley. He's kind of got that Chris Farley look and feel. He's not as expressive as Farley was, but he's got that same physical type humor, right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Uh, I, I think he's I think he's great. Just the last one. This is so funny and just, I don't know, kind of refreshing to have an actor like that, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so this comes out in November. Is that correct? Uh, yes, I, and I think that's pretty standard with uh, Harry Potter's. I think they've yeah. all come out in November. Yeah, November 16th, so not too much longer. Um, and we also saw a trailer for The Clone Wars. that came out on Thursday, I believe, and that was totally unexpected. Um, the original Clone Wars animated series ended in 2013, I want to say. Uh, kind of... You know, they were doing the show, Lucasfilm was doing the show with George Lucas as the executive producer and Dave Filoni as the the director, show director. And then when Disney bought out um, Lucasfilm, they kind of ended that show because it was on Cartoon Network, which is owned by WB. So I'm guessing some type of contract 
thing that rights distribution you know that whole business side of things kind of put a nail in the coffin for that show but they still had a lot of episodes that were written and halfway produced and animated and all that so they just kind of put them on the shelf and so I think all the Star Wars fans knew that they were out there and they we wanted to see them but just didn't look like we were going to get them so to at San Diego Comic Con they announced that they would be doing another um, season of the Clone Wars season 7 I guess and then it would be 12 episodes long and they showed a trailer the first I don't know minute and a half or so was just kind of audio from past seasons and some Clone Wars or Clone Trooper helmets so we weren't really seeing anything new but then probably the last minute of that trailer they showed uh, some scenes some new scenes we see the Anakin and Obi-Wan Anakin's got the the long hair from episode 3 which we hadn't seen before in that in that series and then we also see Ahsoka there and via hologram and this is after she'd been kicked out of the Jedi Order so it was pretty interesting to see that and it sounds like they're going to do some Mandalore stories I know there was a a reference to the Siege of Mandalore in the latest Ahsoka book and it looks like that's what we're going to get we're going to get some of that story the Siege of Mandalore how um, the Mandalorians one of the Mandalorian wars so looking forward to that um have you had a chance to watch the clone wars in the past mark is that something you were able to do i've watched a little bit i think i watched like the first two maybe three episodes um i just i don't know why i i couldn't really get into it but it's not that i didn't like it maybe i just had other more interesting things you know that i was watching um but i do want to go back and watch it and uh, you know it'll be interesting uh I don't know why everyone's surprised. <laughs> I always found that weird. Like, why is everyone surprised Ahsoka's in, in it? Because um, she's in Rebels, and Rebels yeah. occurs after this, after Clone Wars, right? Yeah. So, I but uh, I think it's, it's cool. <clears throat> I wonder if they're going to answer what she was doing uh, when uh, you know the third, you know, the third one started and. And, you know, she's nowhere to be found and she's gone. Like, and everyone's always asked, well, why didn't she come back to help Anakin? Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> and I, I hope that this seventh season helps answer that, what, what she was doing, because I've heard, and I don't know if this is canon. I don't know if it's just junk through the grapevine, but she was somewhere fighting, um, Darth Maul, stopping an invasion from him somewhere. And yeah, so that's this is, there. this is that, the the siege of Mandalore. That's what that is. Oh, okay. That's that so, story. Yeah. Oh, so, it, so it does sound like it'll be like this. And, and, uh, so that'll be, that'll be cool. To, yeah. Uh, get more information on. And hopefully we see a little bit more of Darth Maul again, yeah. because his, his death was a little bit, uh, <laughs> too quick. Yeah. So a little premature. I, I was, yeah, I was expecting a little bit more out of that fight, right? And I'm like, oh, so that's all we really get to see of him. So I hope we get to see a little bit more cool Darth Maul stuff going on. Yeah, hopefully. Um, yeah, if, if you haven't seen The Clone Wars, the animated show, definitely check it out. The first season is a little slow. And I don't want to say slow, but it's just they were trying to find their direction, right? Find their their flow, 
And towards the end, like the last few episodes and then the second season, that's when it really starts to take off, get interesting. The stories start to build on each other because in the first half of the first season, the stories were just, you know, helter-skelter. You'd get you'd get this story, then you'd get that story, and they weren't really related. But then as time went on, they kind of figured out, hey, we got to build on the last story that we just did. or you know, So they made it more connected instead of just helter-skelter everywhere. So, yeah, you know, try to have a little patience with it. Definitely make it to the second season because that's when it starts to get better. Okay. And then... The the sixth season was was pretty amazing. The animation just got so much better as as each season went on. The storytelling got better. You know, just everything improved. So, so we don't have a, a release date for this uh, seventh season of the Clone Wars. I I think they said it was going to be launched on their new Disney streaming service, and that happens next year. So it probably comes out two thousand nineteen. I hate, you know, I hate this crap. <laughs> yeah. Right, you got the Disney streaming service. I don't want to pay extra for that. I already pay for Voodoo. You know, I already have Voodoo. I pay for Netflix and, you know, Hulu. all those. Yeah, Hulu. And it's like, come on, guys. Just, you know, make a deal with them because now I've got to get Disney to watch that. And I don't really want to get Disney. I'll just wait for it to get, you know, like chopped up and, watch, you know, watch it all on yeah, YouTube, right? Yeah. I mean, it's free. Uh, I don't want to watch it on Red YouTube. Uh, yeah. Was it the the uh, Cobra Kai? Yeah. Came out on Red Tube, and the first two episodes were free, and I was like, "This is awesome!" And the third one wasn't, and so guess what? I never watched the third one yeah. or fourth, fifth, and Star Trek Discovery. Yeah. Right is on that is on whatever it is for there CBS app. Yeah, and it's like, come on, guys, look. Well, now I, DC's I just, coming out with their app in the fall. Right. And, and that's like, that's stupidity because people want to watch a show, but I don't want to pay 20 different services to get, I'm going to pay eight bucks for every different service. I'm right. like, geez, that's worse than cable. Yeah. I mean, yeah. once you pay them all, that's what like, you know, like I, I, I get the one right now right? I have, I've got uh, Hulu, I've got um, Netflix. So that's like what? 15, we'll say eight bucks each, 16 bucks. Uh, you know, then I've got to get WB 24 bucks. I got to get Disney 32 bucks. I've got to get this, you know, 80, you know, blah, blah, blah. blah. And it just is going to add up way too much. And, um, you know, that, that was the whole point of getting away with cable and and starting like this Netflix business is so that you didn't have to, you know, buy 5,000 channels, pay way too much, you know, you kind of consolidate. And now, I don't know why. I don't know if it's because it's greed or or what it is, but they need to come together and just and figure that out because I think you're gonna lose, start losing fans that just don't want to pay for it, and they're gonna wait for it to get chopped up on YouTube and watch it. Yeah, possibly. I think Netflix and Hulu have been so successful that you know these studios, Disney and WB, they're like, well, why would we? let someone else stream our property stream our movies when we can just have our own service and charge people you know 10 bucks a month ourselves and make all the money instead of only half the money so that's definitely Mm -hmm. it's definitely money i mean it's not like they're gonna get uh like a a different product an exclusive episode or anything it's gonna be the same stuff 
Mm -hmm. So it makes you wonder, are are you going to stop seeing all the Disney shows on Netflix? Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to stop seeing WB shows on Netflix, right? And then that destroys Netflix and it destroys these these things. And then you're going to have these wars like – um, oh, limited time, sign up for the next three month, months for two bucks each and then pay 50 bucks for the rest <laughs> of the life. Right? Like it just I, – I mean it's got to get figured out because cable – you know, I think cable pretty much was destroyed by by these streaming services, which I think was a good thing in its own way. But now it's to a point where you, you're going to start just turning off the fan. Right. You know, and I'm a fan. I want access to these shows, but I don't want access to these shows where I have to pay a million different things and I have to pick and choose what I want to be a fan of and what I don't want to be a fan of because I can't simply afford to be a fan of everything. Give me a chance to be your fan. And I I think it's a disservice from these different groups uh, to their fans. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Uh, DC's streaming service comes out the soonest it comes out in september i believe maybe even august end of august so that'll be the first one so we'll see how that goes how well, that affects you, netflix yeah and then you're gonna see things fail like maybe discovery is going gonna be a mate is gonna they i know they're on season two so i'm sure they're successful but what as things get like this happening and people really have to pick and choose you could see like a discovery going bankrupt and like be like, oh, we can't afford it. So no one's ever going to see what happens in season three because we only wanted to put it out on this platform. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to have to figure something out. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's where Netflix comes in and saves itself from getting chopped up is like, hey, we'll pick you up then. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. So I, They've done that a few times already. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then there's Amazon Prime on top of all that. They have their own. I mean, they're coming out with a Lord of the Rings show and Wheel of Time show. And um, yeah, so they got their own studios going on. And so you're going to have to pay for that as well. Well, it's almost like you need to find like 10 more friends and you all pay for one and for <laughs> each other's password. Because that's what people do now. But Netflix has started to stomp on that. Have you noticed that? They're like, oh, no, you can only have like five different devices. Use, yeah. use Netflix. And which I, you know, I, I can understand why, right? Because one person buys it and 40 people use it. But um, but that's like the only way to afford to watch all these is to get a bunch of friends and you all pay for one and just share it. Yeah. Yep. I'm sure they'll crack down on that even more. So. Mm-hmm. All right. And then the last trailer that was released today is Godzilla. King of the Monsters, I believe is the tagline. I mean... Let me check. Yep. King of the Monsters. Uh, I haven't seen – I haven't watched the whole trailer. The only thing I, I – I haven't watched the full trailer. It looks like Hydra's in it. Did yeah, all of them are in it. Hydra um, and Godzilla and Millie Bobby Brown. And that's that was probably all I needed to see to be excited about it. Yeah. Yeah, I watched it and I was – I wasn't – like I wanted to be excited about it and I, I'm going to see it. And I'm somewhat excited, but I wasn't like, oh, this is awesome. I kind of didn't understand what was going on. Maybe I need to rewatch it a couple more times or something. But it's the, they started out by saying, you know, Monarch is the kind of the, the main agency, right? And they've discovered that there's all these, uh, what do they call them? Um, titans or something that are hidden around the, the, the world in anticipation 
and to fight this new threat. And the threat that they showed was like this gas or cloud or fog coming in. And they related it to a disease and the fever. And these monsters were going to fight it. So I'm like, well, they, so they're going to fight the fog? <laughs> Are they going to fight each other? Are they going to fight humans? You know, what's what's going on? So I kind of, <laughs> I didn't really get it. I, and I, maybe that's just because I wasn't paying attention or... Or what? But it looked it looked amazing. The visuals were pretty cool, and I'm looking. For, you know, I liked the the King Kong. They didn't even mention King Kong though, that, so I thought that was interesting. I don't know if he's going to be in this or not. But like Kong Skull Island, you know, that was part of this universe, and then the yeah. previous Godzilla from a couple of years ago now. Yeah, and it doesn't look like he's lost weight yet. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I guess we'll see, but I'm <laughs> looking forward to it. And we'll see how it goes. So check that one out online. Maybe we'll talk more about it as we watch it a couple more times and understand what's going on. So. Yeah. Yeah, there's got to be more story to it because, yeah, I kind of was looking through it and just barely. And, yeah, it doesn't really say a whole lot. Like it looks like there's – I don't like you said, there's like these big clouds or mist or something coming in and there's tornadoes everywhere. But it's like uh, what, what are you going to fight? Are you going gonna to stand in the tornado till it goes away? I, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. So that comes out May 31st, 2019. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. And I'm sure there'll be another trailer to make more sense, hopefully, to us. Maybe we're the problem or we're just not getting it. But um, we'll talk more about that in the future. So lots of great movies coming out. Uh, lots of good things to look forward to in the next year. And so out of out of all these trailers we've talked about, Mark, you kind of hinted at Fantastic Beasts was your favorite. Is that kind of your stance at this point yeah yeah for sure um big fan of it fantastic beast i think second very very close second uh would be mr glass yeah, yeah. just glass i'm not sure um yeah those two are definitely my top ones uh either way go see them all what you know if you haven't seen fantastic beast one before this one comes out go watch it go see the show it's definitely worth it uh i don't remember if we did a review on it or not i think we did but one of the best surprising movies i think we've we've seen in a long time yeah definitely go see it it was good probably my favorite is aquaman um just really interested in seeing how they portray atlantis how they portray the struggle between arthur curry and his brother orm now that's all going to play out. It looks amazing. So we'll see. See how it goes in in December for that one. So um, any final thoughts on these trailers and movies coming out soon? Um, you know, I, you know, some of them, they, they put out, uh, you know, three or four um, trailers. Uh, I think the trailers that we've seen are great. Uh, you know, if we do another trailer here and there, maybe introduce like one little, you know, Easter egg here or there. But I think, the, you know, I hate when I they get to the trailers are so expansive that I've watched the whole movie before before it's come out. So I don't want to see that happen. But I do think we need another better trailer from uh, Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think for Aquaman, I think we'll see another trailer at some point. But hopefully it's not too... Um, like you said, doesn't tell us everything about the film. I'm sure we'll see another glass trailer. Well, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see another glass one. That's what six months away, so seven, five months yeah. away. 
So yeah, we'll be seeing more from these these trailers, from these movies, and yeah, I'm looking forward to them. I think Comic-Con always reveals the latest and greatest, and we definitely got that this year from, from them. And they released a Walking Dead trailer and you know, a bunch of other stuff going on, so... You know, it isn't just the stuff that we've talked about, but um, so I'm glad that we were able to talk about these uh, upcoming movies. It's always fun to see the latest and greatest and get excited again for movies. So we want to thank you guys for joining us here on Incredible Nerds podcast. And you can always find us on our website, CredibleNerds.com. We're on fa- Facebook, Credible Nerds. We're on Twitter, Credible Nerds. Uh, just type in Credible Nerds in Google and you'll find us somewhere on social media so go check us out uh interact us with uh, interact with us on social media hit up our patreon page you know support us there if you think our podcasts are worth a dollar a month or five dollars a month definitely definitely let us know support us that way we'll be able to produce more content and give you guys insights on these films we want to interact with you as well get your insights see what you think about these these films these trailers these the things we talk about so let us know what you think um thanks for joining us and we'll catch you next time see you guys Hey fellow nerds, if you like our music that we play in our podcast, generally we get them from Fatboy Roberts on geekremixed.bandcamp.com. He has all his geek remixes up there for everyone to listen to. You can also find him on SoundCloud as well under Geek Remixed. He's got a lot of great samples that he's mixed, you know, Star Wars, Star Trek, uh, Battlestar Galactica, Rocky, all kinds of movies that, you know, we like to watch. So He's remixed the soundtracks with the beat, and it gets pretty funky. So if you like the music that we use for our podcast, definitely check him out.